All right, we have our two victors going to the ship, Louisville, Florida State. We've seen these Atlantic Division foes meet up a time or two. What could shake the table and what could be difficult and challenging for the Seminoles, if anything? Can the Cardinals get in their way? We'll talk about it all here on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe to the pod from anywhere you listen. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical to empower yourself when you purchase Jace Case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. We are rocking and rolling here. Just got through a Virginia Louisville scare, and boy, was it a close one. Calandria is Kenton's guy. Almost had him. You almost had him. Yeah, there need to be a lot of coaches in the ACC, Dirty Mac and Tony uh, Elliott, real quick. Yeah, you know I mean, they need to hop on the line and, and hit them with the Tony, I just don't get it. Do you enjoy being hurt? Because Tony Calandria could do a lot of great things on a lot of teams around the conference. He's a special, special player. I mean, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But on the winning side of things, I mean, Louisville and all these backs that just bust out 60-yard runs like it's nothing, it's, it's it's almost disgusting. You say to yourself, oh, George Jordan looks a little banged up, looks a little slowed down. All of a sudden, there's this unheralded guy out of nowhere saying, hey, I can play a little ball too. I mean, you know, if Joar is hurt, I can show up, I guess. So, you know, this is a – this is a moment where you you look up and you say, hey, Louisville is going to be an ACC championship and they deserve it. They have shown up and shown out every single time and they continue to, you know, be who they are, who they've been all season, which is a, a team that just figures out ways to win ball games. So we can hang on Louisville a bit. Let's talk about the fact that their offense, they won in spite of Plummer. We talked about having the five games he needed to be outstanding in this was not one of them he certainly mm -hmm. had some head scratching throws and a couple decision makings that i'm sure he wants back but they were able to figure it out well did i not tell you they don't need Plummer to be special in this game they did not need him to be good they did not need him to be great i mean there were points where they had to win in spite of him and they did the special teams definitely had their moment, you know, with the blocked punt and scoop and score. So that was great. You also had your defense just showing up big. I think it was a defensive moment where, you know, Gelati and company just were really taking it to Calandria. But, you know, I, I kind of questioned that last play with Storm Duck and uh, I believe it was Malik Washington. And how Storm was a little bit grabby. I think he I think it was past interference personally, but I'm also having Storm Duck PTSD. So maybe I'm just biased. I mean, between that and and listen, Lord knows I love me some Louisville, okay? But between that and the pass interference that was called earlier on number nine for Virginia, it's like, if y'all got Louisville on the money line, just say that. <laughs> now, let's let's get right, church, and let's go home. Because y'all ain't got a lot of us. You ain't got a lot of kick it. But, again, you know, as as terrible as the officiating was, this is ACC officials. You got to know 
You got to know they're going to blow it every time you give them a chance to. And uh, with that being said, you know, I'm honestly proud of how hard UVA is still playing. And, Boy, and I'm not joking about that. I mean, all. like one point loss, three point loss, three point loss, five point loss, seven point loss. This team is going to be the worst in the ACC by statistics, but they are not the worst team in the ACC. Uh, and and with that being said, I think that they're building something that could. I'm not saying that will be special. Could be special over there. It, it could be special because generally, when you see a team have a season where they lose a bunch of games by one or two score by one score. That next year, everybody's one year older, one year wiser. You generally don't lose a ton of talent, a ton of production. You get a little bit better. Everybody figures out a little bit. And those one-score losses, y'all don't have your quarterback standing like uh, Paul Bunyan, and you figure it out. You don't have a situation where you're fumbling into the end zone, and you figure it out. You don't have a situation to where, you know, um, y'all are giving up back-to-back 50 plus yard plays and you give it up like that's that's going to be the reality. So, you know, hats off to them. But the ACC championship game is set. It's set. I will say one final note. Thoughts and prayers to Paris Jones, who unfortunately took a crazy hit during the game. And we are hoping that all good things come for him. You know, he might be able to move limbs and all the such tough loss for Tony Elliott. Not surprising if you're been watching Virginia all season, but you're right. Louisville has definitely earned their spot six and one in the ACC and has had a great year in spite. They were, they are the dark dark horse. We picked them. We said that they, we don't know what we were going to get, but we said they could be a surprising team, and they've done more than enough. Yeah, yeah. And Jack Plummer hadn't killed him. He hadn't killed him. That's that's the reality. So I was think. it Satterfield all along? Let's start there. You know, that's actually a very good question. I tend to say yes, but there's also a bit of an understanding a lot like what I say about, hey, stop letting the coastal, a few coastal teams be good this year, fool y'all, in terms of like, these are very different contexts than what we've seen in the past. Like, it's, I don't think How it's necessarily. coastal always got to catch stray for you? Well, I'm, I'm saying that it's not fair to put today's context and today's game into like, was that last year? There is a very real possibility that it was Satterfield. And let me, let me not say, hey, Satterfield was not a problem. He was a net pot. It's a very real possibility that he was a problem. But I don't think that it's necessarily fair to do that when you're looking at, you know, multiple guys who were added on late, who went on to do special things here. Um, like the big running back, Isaac, that I'm talking about, who has come on late this season. He was at Wisconsin this time last year, right? You're looking at a Georgia Tech team that avoided most of the major powers in the conference. The teams that have won almost every single uh, championship in the conference for the last few years in terms of Clemson, in terms of Florida State, in terms of Pitt. And I know what you're thinking. They played Pitt and they lost to him. But that's my point. That's my exact point. The only team that they played that has won a conference title in the last 10 to 12 years, they lost to him. So, you know, there's, there's something to be said there. But at the end of the day, you can only play who's in front of you, and they beat who's in front of them every single time except against Pitt, so they've earned their right to be where they are. 
Well, I personally think it is Satterfield because I think he wasn't bought into Louisville. I think that, you know, you have Brom who's very much bought into all that comes with being a part of the Cardinals nation. Oh, baby, they sold out. They sold out for Louisville. That Brom but, family, they bleed that Louisville red. They don't play with them. Okay. And so you th- look at that. You look at the sacrifice of the Louisville men's basketball program because of it. So I think it's just there's a lot of things. There's a lot of offerings that came to the table. You offered up Satterfield. He went on about his way. You're offering up Louisville men's basketball. You know, we don't remains to be seen how it might go. But all of that to be an ACC championship against a really good Florida State team. Who listen. Our top two teams are in the college football playoff ranking conversation, Louisville at number 11, Florida State at number four. And, you know, there's questions that I have for Kenton in regards to just this matchup and what this could mean for the ACC that I'm going to talk about here in just a bit. But I want to remind our friends about eBay Motors as you guys are getting through your year, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led lights and more with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for because ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts your with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers Kenton Gibbs and I talking through ACC championship matchup between Louisville and Florida State. How Louisville got here to 6-1, and one, Florida State 7-0. and no. Georgia Tech had a chance, but they needed Louisville to lose tonight. That didn't happen, so here we are. Yes, Louisville still faces Miami to get their last conference matchup of the year. Won't matter, win or lose. They're still in this bad boy, and for me... Congrats to Louisville. Florida State, though, has been the headhunter, right? They've been the one that everyone's aspiring to. It's been a while since they have been in that position. But, hey, you know, welcome to the party. Now, Louisville spoiling this party for Florida State, who has bigger implications beyond just the ACC championship. How important will it be for Florida State to beat Louisville to keep those college football playoff chances alive? They don't get in if they lose to Louisville. Hmm. They don't get in. It's not, not even happen. close. It's not. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. There is a path for them to get in, but they need a ton of help. They need a ton of help. Think about it this way. Whoever loses that Michigan-Ohio State game, especially, especially if it's Ohio State, Ohio State's going to get in. Because of the whole, excuse me, because of the controversy surrounding Michigan right now, even if, you know, with whatever happens, if they're not banned, they're going to get in. If they're undefeated, that's an undefeated Power 5 team. No undefeated Power 5 team has ever missed the the college football playoff. So they get in, right? And then you look at Ohio State and say, well, should Ohio State be in or not? That'll be a one-loss Ohio State team with their only loss coming to another top four team. They're going to get in as well. That's the reality. So you're looking at Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State. Florida State loses, and it's a Washington-Oregon conversation, and it's crazy. And I'm going to tell you this one. If, if Penix and them boys run the table, again, you can't keep out an undefeated Power 5 team. And but it's Washington, the Pac-2. It's the Pac-2. Listen, we know that Tupac in the West Coast, it, it, that things generally didn't work out well in that situation, but we're not going to go there right now. The reality is very, very simple here. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a situation where that Pac-12 champion 
is likely going to be Washington or Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. And knowing that it's going to be Washington or Oregon, can you sell this team over Washington if they're undefeated? No, that's obvious. No. Can you sell them over a one loss Washington with their only loss being in a conference championship with the wins that they will have accumulated in that conference? Because this is the best we've seen the Pac-12 be in years, darn near a decade, I want to say. You can't keep that team out. Same thing with if it's Oregon and Oregon wins out the rest of their games and beats uh, Washington in the uh, Pac-12 championship because those teams right now are five and six. So, so we got to be rooting for Florida State is what you're saying for ACC championship game. Yes, a thousand percent. If your goal is to have an ACC team in the college football playoff, you need to be jumping, screaming, shouting, cheering, clapping, doing your praise dance for those Seminoles. I just want an ACC team because I feel like it's been a long time coming. You know, no Clemson was there, but like I just want I want Florida State to have a good one. So they leave us alone. That's really what I want. That's what I need. I mean, listen, got to have it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The only redeeming hope for Florida State is that they have a massive brand. Sure. That their brand is a little bit more massive than Washington's. That's just it the is. truth. Yeah. It's just the truth. Regardless who of who have they won, who have they beaten this year that you're like, this was a huge monumental win for them? Who? Florida, Florida State? State? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, <laughs> that win against LSU, it, it looked great at the start of the season. I mean, it's looking all right now, still. But other it, than that, it looks been, all right. It looks, other than that, you're beating, you know, you're punching down, right? So, I mean, I listen, you're not going to get no disagreement from me there. <laughs> I, I promise you, you're not going to get any disagreement from me in terms of like, hey, this team really hasn't, you know. So, who's to blame here, Clemson? Clemson, we just needed you to step up a little bit better because the Florida State beating you would have done better for the group. By transit of property, it's just stressful. How they beat Miami may help their case, but it remains to be seen. So Florida State is that what it is? But but will it? Because I think they're going to roll against Florida uh, Miami. I really do. Yeah, I they think get style win. points. We always talk about style points here. That's true. That's true. Okay, we'll talk about yeah. style points. Yeah. So I I think LSU is their biggest win of the year by a mile, um, and that's unfortunate because I mean LSU has been showing themselves to be a little bit fraudulent, a little bit. Lackadaisical, a little bit unserious, if you will. So sure. You know. So we're so we're rooting for Florida State, right? But let's yeah. talk. Let's just hone in on Louisville. If there was a chance for Louisville to beat the Seminoles, Jack Plummer would have to have the game of his life, and I think Gelati and company are going to have to be defensive powerhouses, which would be very challenging and dependent on the health of that Florida State, uh, those weapons that they have going on. Jack Plummer, please don't Jack Plummer this game up. But then that's, I think that's the call. I think about you know, I just think about Louisville's defense. I think offense you can you know fight your way through with Joar Jordan and company, but yeah. it's it's the Storm Ducks and the Cam Cameron Kellys of the world that have to go against Keon Coleman that make me like. But here's the thing, and and yes, we give credit to Jordan Travis's uh, weapons because they've been good, but Jordan Travis has also been excellent this year. He's also been excellent. He's been phenomenal this year. And it's the lack of love for him that I think is going to motivate him and piss him off to say, there are guys in the Heisman conversation with worse stats than me. Hmm. How is that? Why is that? What's going on that that's happening here? And so I think that he gets this job done um, in terms of, you know, whatever help they do or don't have. 
I think that Jordan Travis is special, and I think that he's reaching that level now to where it's like, all right, he one of them ones. He may not get an invite to New York, but he's playing at that level to where his his play warrants one. So Louisville, you think, doesn't have a shot? I think that if they are to win, an elite Jack Plum performance. I talked about this before, that they're going to need some elite ones from him. This is the one. This is the one because honestly, on, they haven't on. even needed the five that I originally said. They that number is they've gotten like really two or three elite games from them, mm-hmm. and look where they are. They just need this last one. You got to be elite here, you got to show up big time here. And I don't know if he's made from that type of style. I just think playing in a neutral site will be very interesting. I think it's going to be very Tallahassee heavy. And it's going to be very challenging for Louisville. Not impossible, but very challenging. Again, I think that secondary is not going to hold a candle to do Spawn, to Keon Coleman. I just trade Benson to a field. I just I can't see it. I just can't see division. And I think that Jared Verse and them are going to have their way with Jack Plummer. I'm with you when you're right. I'm with you when you're right. I'm with you right now. <laughs> so there's that. For Florida State, though, they have at moments looked shaky. So it's not like this is just a gimme. They have had some questionable moments, but good teams yeah. are figure out ways to win. For order for Florida State not to blow it, what are things that they're going to have to do? I think the biggest thing is run the ball. Run the ball. Help Jordan Travis out because the reality is, you know, regardless of who you're missing on the outside or not, it's easier to hit a target that you know, like, you know, you know what's coming. Hey. They're going to drop back. They're going to have to throw the ball a thousand times because they just start stinking it up in the run again. They're going to have to run the ball and taking the ball away. I mean, we've talked about Jack Plummer, his disaster classes. Today was a disaster class, or yesterday, rather, since it's after midnight. Or no, it's it's near midnight. So mm-hmm. tonight was a disaster class from him at certain points in time. And then he, you know, hit some big passes and, and threw some dimes late. But, I mean – to, to throw the ball right into the middle of a defender's chest. You couldn't hand the ball to the young man better. And uh, you do that against Florida State if you want to. Okay. Do it do it against them if you want to. And it's they pickpocket pick pocket you all day and night. Yeah, it's it's just that's tough. That's tough. So. 100% tough. Now we got to talk about a lot of things that no. So we're doing a live show. So there's always conversations that happen. And the real MVP 24 said, I don't believe Louisville clinched tonight. I still think they need to either beat Miami or have UNC lose one of their final three games to clinch. Let me help you church, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Of those one out of three, I don't think they get two. So I don't, I don't know. I feel, I feel confident in Louisville. I have no qualms about that. Georgia Tech is ahead of North Carolina as we speak. Yeah, I, I don't. Georgia Tech is ahead of them, but um, it's I don't I don't think that even if they won out, if Miami lost their last one, I don't think that they would win that tiebreaker. I don't because isn't in the ACC. It's about who's ranked higher, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. UC is currently tied for fourth. Louisville second. Yeah, I. Yeah. I don't think that if that if that came to be, I don't think that tiebreaker would work out in in UNC's favor. But I could be wrong. I'm I'm not sure there. North Carolina is not beating Clemson, NC State, and Duke. They're not beating all three. Mm. I'm okay. just I, tonight. You with me when I'm right tonight, huh? I'm, hey, listen. <laughs> you ain't disagree with me all night. 
Listen, if it, <laughs> one thing you got to know about Locked On ACC, we do not disagree for argument's sake just to have content. If we disagree, it's a genuine disagreement. And Candace ain't been wrong once tonight. She ain't been wrong once tonight. <laughs> you know, he's with me when I'm right. All right, we spent a lot of time talking together, you and I. We get fired up on together on wins and losses, who starts and who sits. I'm thankful for that connection we have. And today I want to chat about something a little more personal. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on next natural disaster or supply chain issues. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Revatio prescription. And this is possible because of our friends at Jay's Medical. Go online right now, jacemedical.com, to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say, thankful for the service supply chain issues causing the cut pills in half. If you or someone you love wants peace of mind having a year supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code Locked On for $20 off your purchase. Pretty sure we talked about that in having uh, you do those, but we'll talk about it next week. Uh, there's that. You know so, why I'm not doing that. <laughs> since we're doing a live show, and I'm trying to tell you guys, we're confident in how this is going to roll. Hey, guys, love the show. I'm n- not totally sure how the tiebreaker works, but I think GT makes it. If Louisville loses to Miami, GT wins out, and UNC wins out. Improbable, sure. Impossible, no. Mm-mm. On uh, on one of Georgia Tech's websites where they were talking about uh, what had to happen for them to get in, Louisville had to lose both games. Mm-hmm. Louisville had to lose both. So Because Louisville beat Georgia they Tech. They beat Georgia Tech, so they have the head-to-head tiebreaker. That's the first way to decide in terms of tiebreakers for almost everybody across the board. And Georgia Tech loses the tiebreaker to them head-to-head. So. Yes, 100%. And again, I don't think North Carolina wins three games, but crazier things have happened. However, Louisville still has to face Miami and then they're facing Kentucky. So they don't even have another one to prove. So (sighs) here we are once again with Louisville and Florida State. But I just want everyone to know at the end of the day, we're rooting for the conference. And I think hopefully elevated play, hopefully elevated play we saw tonight that, you know, of course, our good teams figure out ways to win. North Carolina, if you're listening, and ultimately get the job done. So say all that to say, there are other teams out. I just want to do a quick little shout out of getting the job done. It's on the basketball side of things. Georgia Tech beat Howard barely, 88-85, but they did in the men's basketball world. Yeah. And for us, we take a win where we can get it, especially from our bottom feeders. We got to give up. We're going to give a full preview of basketball when we get there, but just want to give quick little notes before we get back to football Florida State women speaking of highs beat Tennessee number 11 Tennessee at that by 1.9291 victory so one that we want back though the Virginia Tech Iowa game Kenny Brooks and the boys boys Kylie Kenny Brooks and the young ladies we're unable to get the victory but Caitlin Clark you know she's just different 40 plus points on the night it's another planet, otherworldly. Yeah, she she's like an unruly. I'm gonna tell you, she looked a little bit like Jimmy Neutron dad, but that young lady can ball. She <laughs> is a animal out there. I mean, off the dribble, catch and shoot, don't matter. Also, let's let me explain this tiebreaker one last time, y'all. Okay, because I just looked this up again, and now I can give y'all confirmation. They have a tiebreaker over Georgia Tech because they beat Georgia Tech. Georgia mm-hmm. Tech beat UNC. 
They have the tiebreaker over UNC because they beat Georgia Tech, who beat UNC. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what happens the rest of the way, the Cardinals are in. The Cardinals are in. If Makes me cry a little bit. If the Cardinals lose to Miami and UNC wins out, both teams are six and two. However, against common opponent or wait, would that would that Miami win cancel out? Would the Miami loss cancel out? Did Georgia Tech loss? It would have to because well, because Georgia Tech beat Miami, right? And Carolina beat Miami. Georgia Tech beat Miami. North Carolina, Carolina beat Miami. Be, North Carolina beat Miami. We love a live but, show. Oh boy. Well, I'm I'm just I'm telling you what I'm seeing here, and they're saying that uh the reality is Georgia Tech is a half game ahead of this is from 27 Sport, 24-7 Sports, UNC's website, um, that basically is saying, hey, the Hills would need uh Louisville to lose out, including against uh Louisville or against UVA in order for them to get in. So yeah. So we will we will do further research, but the cancellation we honor that and recognize it. However, <sighs> I just can't see it. I'm just gonna go ahead and put Louisville in that bad boy. But it really doesn't matter that either, because who's second best is just we need Florida State to win. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the the, the uh, we need Florida State to win either way. But um, the 24/7 Inside Carolina says the Tar Heels are a game and a half back from Louisville for second place. And Florida State has already clinched their spot in the ACC title game. Georgia mm-hmm. Tech is a half game ahead of North Carolina and holds a head-to-head tiebreaker. There are several scenarios that could get UNC to Charlotte. They all start with a win over Duke Saturday. So I guess technically their hopes are still alive, possibly, I guess. Very confusing. Very three, confusing stuff. Three games in a row? North Carolina? I mean – Again, very, very confusing stuff. So here. mathematically is a chance, but we're calling it early. How about that? Yeah, well. Are we gonna well. have to issue an apology? Which if we have to issue an apology and North Carolina gets in, you know me, I would happily do that. I'm not doing I'm not a I ain't seen nothing. <laughs> also, the real MVP 24. No, they could not. A 12 and 1 Louisville team could not make the playoff. No. They won't, they just won't get the love nationally to do so. I mean. You know, I, I think that they would deserve to be in, but people look at how weak their schedule was and the Florida State win, as impressive as it would be, um, wouldn't match up with how stacked other teams' resumes are. You got, you're probably going to have an undefeated Georgia. You're probably, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. When we talk about this, this is all speculation because at the end of the day, we could see some absolute bedlam and madness. There are multiple weeks left in the season. And the biggest wild card of them all, Michigan could get taken up. Like, they could literally just, all right, that's it. We're done here. Y'all are out. And then that throws a whole nother wrench in things because if, let's say Michigan beats Ohio State and then they get thrown out after that. Then what? What do you do? So, I don't think you wait that long to throw them out, though. I think you need to tell them that there's no way they could do it either way. Well, they're right clearly now. not. They haven't been told so, and so I don't long. think they. I don't think they will. I think they're going to go to the national championship game. I don't even think they make it. I don't even think they win that far, personally. You don't think Michigan was up? Interesting. Okay. I think that in the, even if they go to the national championship, ain't nobody beating Georgia now. I don't feel it. I mean, I hear you, big dog. I hear <laughs> you. But I'm going to tell you, the last time a team three-peated, it was the University of Minnesota, and Betty White was a child. A little child. So, oh, okay. I don't know. So not that long ago. Got it. 
Louisville lost to Pittsburgh. That loss eliminates them from playoff contention. That loss is unforgivable. You know, now I mean, I, I think that's kind of lame. I think because everybody it's not lame, it's true. But hear me out though. And, and I agree that it's true. I'm I, it's both true and lame. You know what I mean? Like it's it's both of those things all at once. Like, oh, you pay an insurance every month, and if it's supposed to fix your car if it gets something happens to it, and you'll have to pay more if something happens to your car. Those things are true and lame. Like, you know, it's it's that type of deal. Um, but the reality is these are 18 to 22 year olds, man. Like, who doesn't? Who among us hasn't? had a bad day in that age range. Like sure. that's, that's what I'm looking at here. And if we're talking about all these teams, I mean, let's just say, right. Let's just say Georgia tech pulls off the upset, but Georgia goes on to win. They're, they're still going to be in the playoff. They're that's just fair. saying, just if Georgia tech wins that game and Georgia wins out, Georgia's going to be in the playoff. I wish Florida State. I wish Florida State had that same love. And the ACC really had that same love. But say all that to say, you know what? Here's the show, right? We spent 30 minutes talking about it. Yeah. We ain't starting over. All I know is Louisville and Florida State in that bad boy. If you want to come around and give North Carolina three wins and they figure it out, I will gladly do a retraction show. Three wins and a loss in the Howard Snellenberger game between Louisville and Miami. So you need both. I will gladly do a retraction, but I just feel like something in my spirit say beating Clemson for North Carolina is going to be a little challenging and trying to beat NC State. I mean, it honestly, it's not even about that for me so much as like Miami has proven themselves to be very fraudulent. Like, I, what are we doing here? Right. What are we doing here? Right. What in the process of recording this show, Miami is at their hotel probably doing a walkthrough and Tyler Van Dyke probably threw like three more picks. What are we doing here? Oh, I'm sorry. Tyler Van Dyke's not playing this next game. Tony Calandria honestly reminds me of the Tyler Van Dyke who walked into Raleigh and said, I can walk the walk, talk the talk, and what's up? But I don't know. I just don't want him to have the same story as well. Yeah, well, I mean, all I'm saying is this. All I'm saying (laughs) is this. Tony Calandria, he has the the, the moxie, the the confidence, all of the things. All the buzzwords, yeah. He's a true freshman. I love to see it. I love to see it. I think he could be special. Well, we'll just have to find out and tune in. And we love if you guys come back. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're right. We know the comments are going to blow up either way. And we appreciate that. But make sure you get in on some basketball action this weekend. There's so many games that are going down for the men's side and women's side as well on that Sunday. So make sure you check all of that out. We'll be back on Monday with our picks, our week 11 matchups. Right now, we're all 1-0 after that Louisville victory. Thank the Lord. But we'll see how it goes after that. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, we hope you guys have a great and safe evening. Until next time.